Hello, everyone, and welcome to the It Just Works podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. Hope all of you are doing great out there. Um, really excited to record this first episode in the It Just Works studio. Uh, it's not done yet, but shout out to Saul's Halls and Goodwood. Um, that is my cousin who built the It Just Works table and just painted. I mean, he basically made this a reality. Um, so I'll make sure to have his Instagram accounts linked into the uh, description of this podcast. Please go follow him and show him some love and support. Uh, really appreciate Sal for making this incredible place a reality. Um, so I've definitely got a lot of left to do to tighten it up and give it the It Just Works vibe in terms of uh, a sign I want to make and um, just uh, some paintings I want to throw on the wall. Just, uh, you know, give it that vibe. But um, it's really cool and I love it. Uh, but yeah, today I'm here to talk about uh, Halo Infinite Season 3. It is out now and it's great. It's fantastic, except there's one issue. Uh, for whatever reason, my UI is completely bugged. So I play on the Xbox Series X and I can't access the armor hall. I can't access challenges, my battle pass. Um, sometimes even the multiplayer itself, like I can't even play it because the game modes won't even load up. So um, it's, I find it weird because when season three, like initially launched on Tuesday, uh, March 7th, um, everything worked fine. You know, I only played for like an hour or two, I think that day. Um, but everything worked fine. And then for whatever reason, that, I think that same day I wanted to play for like 30 minutes at night before I went to bed, it stopped working properly. Like the UI started having those issues I just described. And then Wednesday, uh, same thing. And I haven't tried it since, but, um, yeah, it's kind of a bummer when you have these kind of updates that are really filled with a lot of content. So it comes with three maps, uh, three incredible maps, chasm oasis and cliffhanger. Or, yeah, something like that. Cliffside, whatever it is. <laughs> um, Escalation Slayer, which is a gun game from Call of Duty, if you're familiar. And Halo puts a really fun twist on it with equipment and the weapons you get you know, through the stages. Um, the Bandit Rifle, which is basically the DMR without an optic on it. And uh, it just has a smart link aiming, just like the assault rifle. But you can't be kicked, you can't be kicked out of it. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, it's definitely a... Uh, really good weapon. I love it to death, uh, but it's definitely not easy to use. It's not as easy to use as I thought it would be. So I think that's really cool. Uh, we have the shroud screen, new equipment, which is like a smoke screen bubble shield looking thing, but it's actually not a shield. Like uh, projectiles can still fly through it and hit you like grenades and stuff. However, I've already used it several times to save teammates when they're capturing the flag or protect them or, you know, allow them to escape to get their shields back. So the equipment that I thought was going to be stupid is actually amazing. Um, I love it a lot, and I think it's incredible, and it's really fun to use. Um, we have uh, Escalation Big Team Battle coming out soon. So 12v12 with the Escalation Slayer is going to be nuts. Um, all of the maps are absolutely incredible so far. I love all three of them. Chasm is like a forerunner. It's, it looks like it's ripped from the campaign, um, the first or the second mission. Um, but it's like boarding action from Halo one where both sides are symmetrical and you're, you're, you're just fighting right out the gate. Uh, you can see both sides clearly and I, you know, with some structures that you can hop on and leap around. I think it's incredible. Uh, it's a really fun, chaotic map, uh, cliffhangers and Oni black site that's in the mountains. Uh, it's got snow and everything, a lot of rugged terrain 
besides the facility itself. And I think it's really, really fun, especially for Escalation Slayer. I've had a lot of fun on it. Uh, Fiesta too. Um, I just think it's this very, very solid map. It's asymmetrical. And then Oasis is also symmetrical-ish, asymmetrical. Um, it's a big uh, desert map. Uh, it's not. It's it's pretty big actually because there's a cavern system and then there's an outside uh, area. But I think this map is extremely well designed uh, for vehicles and obviously infantry combat. Um, it has massive like, you know, just like standoff vibes. You know, coagulation. Uh, Blood Gulch, just uh, Avalanche, you know, Sidewinder. It has like really good potential to be one of the best uh, big team battle maps Halo's ever had. Uh, I personally think, and I think aesthetically speaking, it's beautiful. Um, the armor is really cool. We got the SPI armor. So if you ever read the Ghost of Onyx or seen the book, the Ghost of Onyx, it's on the cover of that. Um, uh, the description for it is it's a lesser armor of the Spartan Generation 3 armor. It's like Noble Team's armor and stuff. Uh, it's not as sturdy, but it's still a good armor, of course. Um, and it looks really good in the game. The armor coatings for it are really cool. The battle pass seems pretty solid so far. Um, the uh, Mark Seven uh, armor sets that are coming out are really cool. They added uh, Master Chief's Halo 4 shoulders. So I'm hoping that they can continue to add the rest of that armor set. Um, we have a new like Mark Mark 6 looking helmet looks like a mark six zeta helmet i think that's what it's gonna be called um for the mark seven armor coming out soon as an armor set um there's just a lot of cool premium products and there's a lot of really fun free to earn products uh right now the mindfall event event is going on so you can earn 10 rewards so you basically get an armor set for your spi armor core um i'm still a huge fan of the armor cores i just wish there was cross core you know across the board you know with all attachments uh, armor pieces and coatings. Uh, we already have visors, of course. Um, I like looking at the gallery of armors because we also have the other armor I'm forgetting right now, the Chimera armor, which looks like a futuristic crisis-looking armor. Um, yeah, so we also get that with the Battle Pass, and that's the Fracture armor. Um, and that's a really cool-looking armor. They added the steel coatings for all armor uh, cores, which is just your classic steel coating, but then the shoulders are a different color for each color. Um, they redid like the cadet olive skin, so it looks like a nice, clean, military olive-looking color. Um, they redid some skins to make them look better. Um, there's a lot of, you know, I, I should have wrote down a list, but there's just a lot of like little quality of life things that 343 has done. Um, like another one that comes to my mind immediately is if you press on the campaign um, option now in the main menu, it shows Master Chief and the Pelican like putting his assault rifle on the back and turning around and facing you, the player, you know, the screen. And it's a very, very nice little touch to make sure that we're always, you know, reminded that Chief isn't being left in the dust. They obviously still care about that character and his story, you know, obviously because we get our own Spartans and stuff. Uh, speaking of that, the multiplayer story follows Spartan Din uh, struggling with his uh, fight against Aratus, the first. Um, banished AI and they just show some flashbacks of some scenes from his life. Uh, very, very well done cutscenes. Uh, very interesting character development, um, for the very short period of time that we have with him, you know, obviously he's a brand new character. I do think there's potential here. And when they show the recap, it kind of gets you excited for what's coming. But once again, they do talk about like the infinity being blown up and like, this is a Spartan facility for training. 
I still think like we need to make some kind of connection to Chief and Zeta Halo. Just just something. Um, I think it'd be kind of dumb to like leave that story in the dust and continue with like Spartan Den and whatever's going on in the Lone Wolves team. I don't know. I just feel like there's a thin line you kind of have to walk with the storytelling. But we'll see what happens because the, the mid-cut scene for completing the event is really cool too. Um, just talking about their past with Spartan Eklund, his partner. Um, and it shows drones, which we haven't seen since Halo Reach, I think. Uh, you know, the buggers. So there's a, there's a lot of really cool things going on. Um, Infection has already been leaked, and it's rumored to be the next game mode added this season. Uh, we are due for a three-month season. So I'm really excited about that because season four has already been leaked to some extent. And we're supposed to get the Falcon from Halo Reach. Um, also, um, uh, campaign AI added in Forge. So all these people are who creating beautiful and incredible maps will actually be able to make like their own firefight experiences. And that's the other thing that's been leaked is firefight voice lines. So I'm really happy to see Halo where it's at. I just hope this whole UI thing gets fixed. And I did see that 343 is already working on it. So hopefully they release a hot fix for it soon because I'd like to get in there and keep getting games out and completing my battle pass. So the past couple of battle passes, I've pretty much just like bought my way to the end. And what's really cool is I don't really want too much from this one. So I'm actually just really excited to earn my way through it. I have a lot of double XP saved up and, you know, I just really love these new maps and, um, really excited to see like what 343 does during the season obviously they're not going to wait till season four for new kind of content like there's always going to be something that they like sprinkle in might be small might be big we don't know yet but i do think halo is on the right track to actually become the game that it should have been the whole time which i'm so tired of saying and seeing i don't think it's acceptable but it is what it is in this case so hopefully moving forward this doesn't happen again fingers crossed but we've seen this with no man's sky sea of thieves Destiny 2, which, you know, someone argued probably Destiny 2 didn't need it that bad in terms of like, um, you know, like their player base dying, but that game's clearly come a huge way and it's fantastic. It's full of rich content. Um, a lot of happy fans there. Um, there's just a lot of games that have come back. Battlefield 2042 is kind of coming back. Uh, I don't know if I would say entirely, but you know, it's still made a comeback to some extent. Um, so you know, it's really exciting to see Halo just be really fun again. And that's, you know, when I play this game, I just want to have fun, play with my favorite weapons in the sandbox, um, do some crazy shit with the equipment, you know, get some multi-kills, do some really cool things, drive my favorite vehicles. And 343 is just doing a really good job of adding content that's geared towards whatever play style you have. There's something here for you. Competitive, casual, brand new old school <laughs> there's something here for everyone and i think that's the goal with halo we shouldn't be geared towards any one you know type of player it should be for everyone and uh and everyone's style should be i think suited in my opinion you know and um i just think it's really cool to see like the competitive scene having a lot of fun and like i said the casuals new players old school players i just think there's so much to be had here and uh i'm just really grateful because i love halo and i want people to experience what I experience, you know, and to experience the fun and, and the chaos and uh, just the teamwork, you know, coming together and winning those matches. I've had some seriously close matches this season so far. And like I said, I've had UI issues, but I have played, I would say a fair amount of games, um, probably maybe 20 to 30. And it's just been really, really fun. 
And uh, I can't wait to see what comes next. Uh, speaking of video games, um, Mario Kart 8. Sorry, I had to really think about that because I was like, what am I talking about again today? <laughs> I'm just really excited to record in the new studio. And uh, I hope you guys like what you hear. Um, Mario Kart 8 got DLC. So we have the Wave 4, which adds Birdo. Uh, Yoshi's girlfriend. Or at one point she was. But she's a really cool character. We haven't seen her in the game since Double Dash. Uh, she might be in Mario Kart Tour, but I don't play that, so I apologize. She might be in that. I don't know. But this is the first time she's been in a mainline Mario Kart game since Double Dash. And we have eight new courses, a lot of Mario Kart Tour courses. But I got to tell you, the Mario Kart Tour courses translate extremely well, in my opinion, with the graphics and the performance and just the overall playability of the Mario Kart 8. So it's really cool to see them fleshed out more, and I would say on a home game than a, a mobile app uh, or a mobile game. Uh, and then we got Waluigi Stadium from GameCube. We got Mario Circuit from DS, which is really cool. A brand new map, a uh, brand new track uh, based around Yoshi's Island, which is awesome. I love Yoshi's Island a lot. Uh, it's probably probably my favorite 2D platformer now that I think about it. So shout out to Brian if he ever listens to this or people who like 2D platformers because, you know, you know how much I hate them. But uh, fun fact, uh, Yoshi's Island, I beat the original, uh, beat the Game Boy Advance one, and then I beat Yoshi's Island DS. And I think I bought the 3DS one, but it's like the same music the whole time or something. There's something about it. I couldn't finish it. I got bored. But I love Yoshi's Island. You can't go wrong. Um, and Yoshi's Woolly World or Crafted World was fine, but... I don't know. There's something about it. it didn't have the right touch to me. Anywho, so those courses are out. Um, I forget what other remakes are there. So you'll, you'll have to excuse. Oh, uh, Donkey Kong Mountain or something from the Wii. But you'll have to excuse me. I forget the rest. Um, but definitely check it out. Uh, if you have the Nintendo Online Plus expansion or if you have the expansion pack, you can get these courses for free. Uh, part of the Mario Kart expansion pass. Uh, can't recommend it enough. It's so much fun playing on these courses. Like I said, they look beautiful for how old the game is and, you know, the switch itself truly a testament to how you can push this console to its limits. Um, and they also have, so they added Birdo as the first playable character since launch of the switch version of the game. Um, but they also, they also added, uh, four, I think it's five question marks. So there's five unknown characters. I don't know. By the time I'm recording this, there might be a data mine leak of what those characters are. So I'm really excited to check them out. Cause I think the game keys like Diddy Kong, maybe Fox McCloud, just like go full smash with this, like make this a smash ultimate kind of thing where we have really fun characters that have a, it's a race. And I think Diddy Kong is for sure. Number one for me, uh, just cause I, I used to love Diddy Kong racing. I hope that comes back on Nintendo, uh, online or Nintendo 64 online. Um, but yeah, so those came out this week. I uh, still haven't played Hogwarts Legacy yet. That's definitely on the on the agenda sometime later this year, maybe. I don't know. So we have Jedi um, we have Jedi Survivor coming out April twentieth, and then I have Monster Hunter Sunbreak, the massive expansion that adds Master Rank, coming to PlayStation consoles, uh, Steam, and I'm sorry, Windows and Xbox, April twenty eighth, which is huge for me. I'm a huge Monster Hunter fan, as we all know. I've been playing Mass Effect 2, trying to finish that up so I can do my review of that and then move on to Mass Effect 3. And then I'm playing a shiny-only playthrough of Pokemon Heart Gold, so I'll be doing a looking back at Pokemon Heart Gold. And then what else do we got? 
Uh, we have a Starfield Direct coming out in June. So we're going to get into the news season here uh, for video games. So I promise to be doing uh, reaction podcasts to those. So keep an eye out. And just working it out, we'll come back next Monday. Um, just keep an eye out for that. Just haven't done that yet. But life is great, uh, for those wondering. Um, what else do we got? We got Forza Motorsport hopefully coming out this year. That'd be great. We got Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Um, probably do like a retrospective video uh, podcast with Brian or someone about Zelda Breath of the Wild. Kind of just touch up on that before the release of the gaming. Um, definitely do a follow-up with that game. I'll probably be playing it a lot. It comes out May 12th, I think. So hopefully... I think, I don't know, I got to juggle Monster Hunter and Star Wars Jedi Survivor and then Zelda, so, and then still play Halo. So, <laughs> there's a lot of great gaming going on. I'm really, really excited. I'm still waiting for Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2 to come to the Nintendo 64 online, which I think would be fantastic. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. So, a lot of gaming going on. Um, we'll continue the movie reviews, especially Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, Eric, the periodic gamer, is going to be out of town, so I don't know when we'll be doing Captain America Winter Soldier, but uh, spoiler, it's my favorite MCU movie in the entire MCU, which is tough, because I think there is a, I think there is a serious handful of really solid movies, so really excited to talk about that with him and whoever else we have on, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, Core Collective will be coming back, just really trying to get settled in on some scheduling, trying to change scheduling up. But ultimately, the goal would be just working it out on Mondays, video game podcasts or movies or whatever else, pop culture on Wednesdays, and then Core Collective on Fridays. I actually want to make that a weekly podcast as well. So just keep an eye out for everything. Uh, just appreciate all your guys' support. And be sure to share the podcast around. Leave a review if you haven't done so. It'd mean a lot to me. You just scroll down uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts at the bottom of the page and hit five stars, whatever you think I deserve. Uh, if you listen on Spotify, hit the follow button and give us a rating, which they added ratings in the last year and a half or so. I don't think the show has any yet. So I'd love, <laughs> love to get a rating on there. Uh, but thank you guys so much. Once again, recording from the brand new studio. Uh, I'm your host, Ryan, and this is the Itches Works podcast, and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.
Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.